I'll say this, like, like we, uh, you know, we go through different life, like, like life times, like different sections of our life. You know, um, we were talking about this in Bob Study Fellowship this week. Sometimes we're playing off of maybe a moment in our lives, right? You know, like, you know, either somebody did something negative to us, they played us, they hurt us, they betrayed us. You know, however that looks, like, like sometimes we're playing off of that, you know? Like, and, you know, sometimes we're, uh, we're, it takes us into some dark places in our life because we get into compromise and we, and, and something in our makeup tells us, well, this compromise is justified because of what I went through. I know, you know, I know my first 17 years of my life, that's how I was thinking, you know, like based on this, you know, I have a right, you know, and then we're, we're fed this, these pictures, you know, like you fed the movie where a person goes through something and what do you hear them say? I got to have a drink, you know, and it's almost like, oh, for this situation, this is the only solution. And, and so, so I look back, you know, uh, you know, first 17 years of my life, uh, like it just seemed, um, almost like a life of, uh, despair, pain. Um, and I, I'll, I'll use this word. Uh, I don't know if I would have used it back then cause I wasn't that mature, but worthlessness, like you don't feel you worth. So if you show up in a room, you, you feel like you're the less than person in the room. You know, if somebody's going to get picked, like you're not even, you know, ain't nobody picking you, you know. Uh, actually, I, I tell this story, you know, y'all be laughing at my life because I be telling y'all my stories. So so the, uh, the, uh, uh, the place where I stay, I, I stay with the Taylors on 139 Goldsmith Avenue. And so I liked basketball. Now, it wasn't very good, uh, but I liked it. You know, this is the early stages. I don't know. I don't know how old I was. Okay, I, I know how I was because let me see. Second grade, I was seven. Is that right? Yeah. So six. It's first grade, right? Okay. All right. So around five going on six. I was, so, so, so I'm in at six maybe going on seven range somewhere in that pocket. And I like basketball. So uh, I stay with the Taylor. So Mr. Taylor, he was, he was older. He was, a, he was crippled uh, from a construction accident. So he, you know, he always had uh, crutches. I've only known him as crutches. You know, I think I told you the story. First time I, my first recollection of life, that my, 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 my oldest memory was, uh, this shadow coming through this door and I turned around I saw this person in crutches and his legs was crooked and his knees was huge. Um, so, uh, ah, like it was the monster, you know. He wasn't a monster, but, you know, I'm a kid. I, I don't know what that is, you know. Uh, but, see, we make excuses. This man, this man was disciplined, thorough. He, he did read the Bible every day. We were just talking about that the other day. Like every day he would read the Bible. But outside of that, like he was, their, their, their family was uh, brick masons. So that's how I learned how to fix stuff, you know. So that's how I learned how to mix cement, use a spatula, you know, all that type of stuff, uh, uh, drywall, whatever. And so, so he didn't buy a lot. He made a lot. So whatever, like when they needed new glasses, he took all the wine glasses 
and he cut them with a, they have a, 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 a glass cutter or whatever. He cut them, sanded them, and created glasses for the house. You know, he, he would do stuff like this. Like, he, he, he had a, a workbench, you know, like he had, you name it, he had it in there. So they wanted a patio in the back. Well, he just, you know, they went and got the slab. So we, yeah, I was a part of this. So, because I had to mix the cement, you know, and I had to lay some stuff down. So he created the entire patio and fire pit. They didn't go buy one. He created one. Wanted brick in the front, he created the front. I wanted to play basketball. He made me a basketball goal. Now, he didn't make the goal like that. You know, that would have been sweet. But he didn't make the actual rim. But the backboard, like nobody had a backboard like mine. Like the reinforced steel, like it was, it was phenomenal. So the first day, you know, I'm back there shooting by myself. A couple guys from the neighborhood come around. Hey, can we shoot? And so they come back. Yeah, I told the story before. They come back and they shoot. So this is day one. So it's me and two other guys. And I'm going to talk about y'all. Uh, it's it's Mikael now, but Mike, Mike Hatcher and Rodney Swanson. All right, so y'all, y'all, I figure I give y'all props, right? Um, and so, so they came back. So then the next day, everybody in the neighborhood that hooped is in my backyard. But for me, that's cool, right? Because I got what? I got friends now, you know. So everybody from, you know, from Cleve Brown, we'll give you some props too. He down the, down the street. You had Johnny. You had, you know, you had the guys up the street, you know, and probably some people not from the neighborhood. But, but all I know is, so now it's time to pick teams for this game, right? Now, we actually have 11 people in the backyard, right? So they picked 10, and guess who didn't get picked? And everybody, now whose backyard is it? You would think I'd get honorable mention because it's my backyard. So I'm sitting there, I'm a little kid, I'm sitting there crying. And so Mr. Taylor's like, "Uh, get your ball, come in the house. You know what I'm saying? So ain't nobody playing, right? Uh, Now, I'm I'm, I'm telling that story, but but that that was normal for me. Like, that wasn't like an exception to the rule. That was just normal. Now, I don't know if it was normal because of, of my lack of skill or I don't know if it was normal because I didn't think I was getting picked. I don't know which one it was. Probably both, you know, because I, I, I expected the worst. You know, if I showed up and I was really believing for something and I showed up on the inside, it ain't going to be there. Like, you know, if they was picking somebody for the play, I might, I might get in like, like a scene, like behind the scenes, like a small part. Now I'm saying that to say, uh, and then you know, you had you had people stealing your money, robbing you. You know, they would send me to the store to get their cigarettes, probably because it was for cigarettes. But send me to the store to get their cigarettes. Sometimes I'm coming back without the cigarettes and the money. I'm a little kid in the hood, you know, so I could be running to the store. And I was, you know, when you're young, you don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So when you're young, you don't, I know now, you know, well, I'm older now, so it really don't make a difference. I can, you know, so I, can, I can take care of myself. But I'm saying, when I was younger, I didn't know the rules. You just send me to the store. I run to the store, and somebody said, hey, yo, my man, yo, my man. And I stop, huh? You know, and they take everything I got. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to keep on going, you know. So I ain't know. You know, I come back, hey, they took, hey. No cigarettes, no money, you know. 
So you send me to the store as a chance. <laughs> you might get what you want and you might not. <laughs> you know, but then I had to learn how to sneak in different backyards to avoid different uh, locales so I wouldn't get my stuff taken, right? Now, I'm, I'm telling you my history. I'm just telling you just coming up. Now, at 17, I've told this story before. We're going to lock into finding purpose here. 17, I'm sitting on, on my porch, and I believe that they taught, they sent me to school, they sent me to uh, Sunday school. I believe there was a God. My entire life, I believed there was a God. I wasn't living for God, but I believe God existed. You could never tell me there wasn't no God. But I was confused. So, God, you birthed me for this? This is it? And then, based on what I heard about God, He seemed pretty like creative, special, caring. And I was like, so did, just like with everybody else, did you not pick me? You seem like you're picking everybody else. Did you, after you, 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 you gave out all your special stuff, did you like, oh, man, we forgot about Keith. This is what I'm thinking at 17. So I'm like, wow, like, why am I even here then? And I said, this don't seem like you, God. Why would you put me here to wait to die? Because I have limited information. So I'm just like, I'm just waiting to die? Like, so you birthed me to wait to die. And then while I'm waiting, I'm in excruciating pain. We can just, we can just make this easier. Yeah, why would I have to sit in pain? We can just go now. Now, because I didn't have no heart, I wasn't taking my life. But because I was smart, I did things that I should have lost my life. I did everything to extremes. I did drugs to extremes when I finally started doing drugs. I did them to extremes because I was like, what's the worst that could happen? I could die. Now, think about what I said. What's the worst could happen? I could die. Then I would add this statement. It's not like I got anything to live for anyway. Now, all the decisions I was making up to 17 and even between 17 and 21, because I was really crazy once I got to college, right? All those decisions was based on what? What I had experienced, the environments I was in, and what I had been exposed to. And some of them was very negligent, not because they were evil against me. They didn't know how to care for me, right? Some of them was very cold and cruel, and thoughtless. First of all, the fact that I'm with other people besides my, my family is saying something too, right? So I'm packaging my experience as this is life. I'm packaging the world is Newark, New Jersey. And not just Newark, New Jersey, because I wasn't all over Newark. I was in parts of Newark. I wasn't in everybody's house. You know, I was just, it, I was, but I'm thinking everybody's dealing with what I'm dealing with. Well, obviously not, because when I came to school, every, especially when school started, so this is me. When school started, you know, like when school, I don't know how it is now, but back then it was like, really, kids didn't care about starting school. They cared about wearing their new clothes to school. That's true. So I get, to, I get to debut what's new. And then everybody showed, oh, that was a sweet, this, that, and the other. And we, we were in the Swedish niche era. Y'all probably don't even know what that is. But Swedish Nits, they had a little buckle. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just Swedish Nits. Well, I didn't have no Swedish Nits. You know, I showed up the first day with high waters, what we call high waters. You know, now that's probably a style now. People wearing capris and stuff like that. It wasn't a style back then. 
you know, those are floods. Like, you, 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 your parents can't be that high. Like, that's crazy, you know. Um, and so this is what I showed up with. Uh, now, this is brand new, though. I showed up with brand new pants that don't fit me. So they probably just grabbed them and said, man, it's close to the size, right? And so now I'm showing up, everybody's sporting their new stuff. I'm showing up trying to hide from people, and hopefully no one asks me anything. And then I told you the story, I used to sneak and wear my suit pants, because my suit pants were sweet. I always, had, I always had a good suit, but you can't wear your suit pants to school. You're not allowed to do that. So I would sneak, I would leave the back door open, leave the house unsecure, walk out like I was going to school, because remember, I'm smart now, I ain't stupid. And I would double back, sneak my suit pants on, wear those to school, like, y'all, these are my new pants. I'm like, oh, finally you're wearing something that's in style, right? And, but now I had, to, I had to get out of school quick. I had to be at the door because I got to rush home, sneak in the back door, change pants, come back outside, then come in the front door as if I just came from school. Now, I did this. This worked for a period of time. Till one day I was coming back home, and we had, you, you, you came to the house, so the little, uh, they call it the vestibule. Well, Miss Taylor was standing there at the window. You know, she wasn't saying nothing. She's, I was like, man, so I can't wear my suit pants no more. So now I'm going to be embarrassed. Even though I probably was embarrassed anyway, because it's like, dude, you ain't got no other pants besides those same green suit pants that you're wearing over and over? Now, I'm telling my story to say this. I'm making decisions as if I'm in purpose. I've discovered purpose. I know what purpose is. And based on what I'm purposed to do, which is nothing, why am I here? Because my life hadn't finished yet. Look, I'm standing here on this platform before you and everybody watching, this same, that same little person that was at Newark, in Newark, that was willing to take my life, almost lost my life in a club, taking all types of things that day. Uh, let's see, what could I do here? Well, I can't say everything, you know. I don't want to give, I don't give nobody any ideas. <laughs> but let's say... Uh, four, five, six, seven, maybe eight different types of pharmaceuticals, and, you, and one would be enough to keep you wired for maybe the next day. But I took, I took enough to keep about 10 people wired for about a week. Right? So I shouldn't be here talking to you right now. Right? I used to, I used to hoop, and I would get this, I would turn, I would get this numbing right up this, I don't know what it's called, you know, the, the, the scientific people do, or the people go to hospitals, but wherever it was, it would, it would, it would go numb. It would go numb from, from here all the way down. And uh, I used to get crazy headaches. Like, like, now when I was coming up, I had migraines. They used to send me home from school. You know, I know some of that might have been stress, but a lot of stress. <laughs> you know, young kids didn't have to do, like, when I say send me home from school, not just send me home from school, I'm just going to rest. I'm in pain all day. I'm in pain walking down the street. I'm in pain even when I got home. Like I could not find a, you know how you try to, when you have a headache, you try to find where you can lay, where to be relaxed. So what I would do is I would make a, mm, 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 something to, to change the channel, right? And I, and I like, if they got to send you home from school, and, and listen, I, I ain't want to be home. I, I ain't like y'all. Some of y'all just trying to get home. No, I ain't want to be home because I ain't like home either. 
At least I was out, you know. And then I, one thing I could do, you might not pick me, but I can answer questions. So that's the, that's the only place where I had some significance. Oh, I, I know the answer. Oh, no, no, I know the answer. Like, that's the only, that's my only significance. Because I got all A's. Outside of that, unless I ain't want to be around nobody, to be honest with you. Like, because I didn't even know how to navigate. We ain't talking girls or nothing. I didn't even know how to navigate. And so, so I'm sharing that because sometimes we're making permanent decisions and we're in temporary situations. We ain't seen the whole picture yet. And then, then we've commit, we commit to make the permanent decision. Now we're dealing with the consequence of that and we don't know how to get out. So now we're playing off of a decision that we should have never made. I used to tell the, young, the youth when I used to work with youth, I was like, like, you know, y'all still growing, right? Don't be making no commit, don't get no committed relationships because that person may, even if you don't change, that person could change, they could change next week because they're still developing. They're going to see things differently. What they think they like now, they're not going to like later. That's why it's amazing how when you're young, I know what I, I know, I know I'm in love. Really? You don't really, it's not a put down. You don't really, ask all these adults in here. They ain't telling you, you don't know what you're talking about because they're, they're all wise. They're telling you because they went through the pain. They learned love through pain. Right? Ain't that you, Gerard, am I lying? Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? So, so again, I said that to youth, but I can almost say that to us right now. Like, like, we're locked into things, and we haven't really seen the whole picture yet. Discover the whole picture before you just start committing to things. Now you, you out of pride, you got to defend what you committed to. No, 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 no. I, I didn't make a mistake. And then you keep digging a different hole. Now, oh, so this is, this, is, this is Holy Spirit this morning. Hold on a second. I think it's in here. Okay. It's not in there because I put it in my phone. Let's find this in the phone. Let's see. Please let it be in here. All right, so, so we notice, we've heard this. Insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Now, most of us know that. But just like uh, 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 Ed was talking about yesterday, uh, his, his message was, whoever you hurt uh, on Guy Talk. Right? And, he's, you know, and actually, uh, I heard Lou chime in on this. You notice it was, it was, it was uh, uncharacteristically quiet. Like, I talk, we don't have no problem with people talking. People talking the whole time. Yesterday, I, I, I felt for Ed, too, you know, because I was in certain situations where normally I try to fill in, but I was in situations, certain situations where I couldn't say nothing. I felt for him, you know. I mean, people, we, we, obviously some people chimed in, but I noticed there's normally a, a tremendous amount of overwhelming feedback. But it wasn't because people were reflecting on what? Things they did to, to hurt people. Now, what's so interesting is we know about insanity, doing the same thing over and over, different results. But some of us right now out there in TV land are, are doing the same thing over and over and over, looking for a different result. But that... But based on the definition, that would be what? Insanity. Right? So that's insane, right? 
Now, now, when a person is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, do they see it the same? No. They actually tell themselves this is different. Yeah. Oh, it's not like somebody could, well, hold on, uh, you've been doing this for a while. What's different about this? Oh, no, this ain't the same thing. This ain't the same thing. You know, um, you know I, I'm, I'm, uh, I didn't really give forth a lot of effort the last time I'm giving forth more effort now. Yeah, just different, totally different. Then we might tell ourselves, well, you know, yeah, they, they, they've been, they're kind of been abusive or kind of uh, neglecting me, but this, this is not, this is different, you know. I probably wasn't being the person they needed me to be. This, this, this is totally different. I, like, I know exactly what I'm doing, okay? But, but again, it's not how you feel about it. It's the, it's the actual measurement of the results. If it's the same thing over and over, why are you looking for something different? Uh, and, and I'll say this. We're talking about purpose. Purpose should look different. It should look different. You know, God talks about he's doing a new thing. It should look different. Uh, and, and I watch this. I watch how some of our insanity is tied up in, in um, vocation. Like, we're doing the same thing over and over and over in vocations. And vocations are platforms. They're not purpose. But we call them purpose to justify our effort. They're platforms. Do you understand that? It's where you use purpose. And so you can use purpose in various platforms. Y- y'all good? Y'all not mad? Right, yeah, okay. See... Sometimes we're, we're working so hard to, at achieving platforms, we've lost sight of purpose. So when purpose comes calling, we run and hide behind the platform and tell ourselves I'm justified because what? I'm doing this in a platform. I knew somebody I was talking to and they were, they were in sales and what they sold does benefit people in their lives. And so when I started talking to them about because I just really got serious about uh, being all in with God. And I'm, 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 as Ms. Lamar was talking about in the discipleship class, I'm uh, ministering to them. Oh, no, I'm, you know, I, I believe in God and I'm pretty much doing God's work, you know, because I'm helping these people. You know, again, I'm not saying the people aren't getting helped or not, but if they don't have the money, you can't help them. So are you helping them or are they helping themselves? Remove the money. Would you be helping them then? If they can't afford what you're selling, would you be helping them? Now, if you decide to give them something, that would be different, right? But basically, they're helping themselves, right? Right? Okay, all right. I'm just, I'm just I, you know... It's, it's all about how we process things or how, how we look at things. Um, we got to watch securing ourselves in the, in the tangible because we can't control the intangible. So, so a lot of times our security is if I, if I can do something I can control, then I'm at peace. But versus challenging ourselves to go deeper 
and to do something that may be outside of our control. You know what that's called? Walking by faith. The scripture tells us to walk by faith and not by sight, right? Is that, is that correct? And so, so, so the song said deeper, and even the, well, two of the songs talked about going deeper. And going deeper in God is, a, is an everlasting changing process. Um, I'm still giving you some stuff God gave me this morning. I was just minding my own business. Um, <laughs> he says, going deeper in God is an ever-changing process. Each time we master a level, there's another level coming that will require more of our heart and, and will immobilize all of our fear. So every time God says, says, come deeper, it's going to take more of your heart. But it will immobilize your fear. Every time we resist going deeper, we're protecting the fear at the expense of giving our heart. Because normally we don't give our heart. Why? We're afraid. Based on what? Our experiences. And why do we have the experience? Because we committed to things outside of being led by the Spirit. Right? Does that make sense? You with me? All right. So, so, so let's, uh, let's dive into what we're going to talk about today. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 2, right? That was just, uh, that was just the alcohol before the needle. You know how they give you the alcohol rub before they stick you? What they believe you need. All right, so 1 Corinthians uh, 2 Verse 9, uh, it says, uh, but as it is written, we talked about this last week, as it is written, I, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Uh, we'll just go to verse 10 for the sake of time here. It says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, what? The deep things of God. Right? The deep things. So the spirit searches deep things of God. So what's so interesting here is the deep things of God can't be seen in the natural. You have to go deeper in the spirit. The deep things of God cannot be seen in the natural. So if I spend, if I exhaust my time in the natural or in the flesh or what have you, I'm going to miss some things. Not because I'm trying to be evil. You know, I could do some things that are pleasurable, things that are comfortable, things that are admirable, but it can, it can still distract me from the deep things. Now, the adversary is slick. The Bible says he can disguise himself as an angel of light. So at every level that we're supposed to go deeper, his goal is to get us to relax and not want to go deeper. So we were, uh, the other week we was talking about chess. And the thing about playing chess is, is you got to go deep you know, to anticipate people's moves. Now, if you're a casual chess player and you're just making moves, get ready to lose. Like, you're just going to lose. You know, because you, you can't, and this is so interesting, because you can't just think about yourself. See, see, I, I, I was meditating on this too. You know, uh, some of us, by default, by family, whatever, we've become narcissists, right? Now, now we won't admit that. People walk around with a, with a little badge, I'm a narcissist, you know? <laughs> You know how people say, you know, I'm an alcoholic. You know, you won't see Narcissist Anonymous, but they need an N.A. <laughs> bad. Like, it's bad out here, right? Right. Well, the thing about a narcissist is the only time they think about others is when they're trying. 
Now, 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 hear me through. The thing about a narcissist, they're only thinking about others when they try to. If they're not trying to, their default is to be selfish. Only think about themselves. So they miss a lot of things around them, right? person that's not a narcissist, you don't have to ask them to consider others. You don't have to remind them to consider others. You don't have to work to engage them because their default is in consideration of others. All right, now, now how, how does this line, line up with what we're talking about? You know, so purpose is about others. If I fulfill purpose, I impact others' lives. Success, vocations, a lot of times those things are about what I can get, right? And so, so a lot of times we, we, we miss these little different things because we're only thinking about ourselves, how I feel or what I want. That's why uh, a narcissist only serves at their convenience, right? At their convenience. See, if it's not at their convenience, like, like you know, some people that are the design servants, they can't sit still without helping people or thinking about others. People that are narcissists, they can't sit still without thinking about themselves, right? A lot of selfies for the narcissist, right? Don't get mad. It's true, you know. And this, and this is, we're, we're, a, uh, we're a healthy, mature congregation. You know why? Because we, we spend time around the truth. That's it. Not, and it's not, it's not one extreme or the other. It's not, uh, it's okay, it's okay, okay, it's okay. Just positive affirmations, but no truth. But it's also not the other extreme, fire and brimstone. It's just the truth. It's a matter of factly the truth. It's not personal, right? It's not, it's not based on if you like it or not either. Because the life challenges you go through don't, hey, would you like some pain today? Doesn't happen that way, do it? So truth has to have the same right of way, right? To make sure you don't have to deal with that pain. Does that make sense? All right, so we're talking about these deep things and we're talking about going deep and then we talked about counting the cost, so if I go deep enough, I'm going to consider things that I would have never considered before. So we have to dig deep to find this treasure hidden in our vessels that we've been, uh, that we've been told. We have a treasure hidden in our earthen vessel. And we talked about the different variations of treasure this week in Bible study fellowship. So we have to find out what we don't know. Right? Now, if I lean to my own understanding, I'm only going to go but so far. Not because I'm not smart or intellectual. There's some very high IQ people in the room and watching online that have not been able to advance in their life as some people with a lot less intellect. Because the person with a lot less intellect are maximizing whatever intellect they have. The person with a lot of intellect is considering so many things, they ain't going nowhere. They're overthinking it. But we're going to talk about how to simplify your life maybe in April or May, right? We won't get into that right now. Okay, so here we have counting this cost because it's going to cost something to, to, to fulfill this purpose. And we're going to have to go deeper. And so a lot of times deep, the, the deep requirement comes as a surprise because we didn't count the cost going in. When, when I present myself as a living sacrifice, or if I'm presenting myself as a living sacrifice, or I should be presenting myself as a living sacrifice, what I'm signing on to is I have to go deeper. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's a requirement. It's not casual. So we talked about this in Bible Study Fellowship. Everything starts with your initial commitment. 
So I don't sign on to a marriage, and then as soon as there's a flare-up, I'm out. Well, then why I get in a marriage? Or as soon as I'm not getting my way, or because going back to the narcissist, see, I'm not really signing on to the marriage for to give. I'm signing on to the marriage to get if I'm a narcissist. And so when I don't get, I'm out. Or I, I go out, mess around, and do what have you, right? All right, so I'm signing on to go deep into the covenant and knowing I'm going to keep dis- discovering more and more that's going to harmonize us in our relationship. Does that make sense? Does it? Right. So same thing, when I come to God, which is a greater relationship than uh, my wife and the great relationship with, with me as a husband, when we sign on to the relationship, we got to go deep. That's why some of us are alone. Because we're not going to go deep. We're looking for a comfortable way to get into a covenant. Covenant costs. It is no comfortable way. Like it's going to cost. Some of us are are not in those situations because we lived our life where we don't pay anything. You know, we might have been spoiled or what have you. You know, some of y'all know y'all are spoiled, right? You can say amen. Some of y'all know y'all are spoiled. You forgot you were spoiled because you've been through all this pain the last 10 to 15 years. But thank you, for Stella, for, you know, not being in denial. Stella said, not only was I spoiled, I worked very hard to stay spoiled right now. Right? So I just added that for you, you know, because you're not up here. I know you would have said it, right? <laughs> right? So <laughs> what you say? Marcus was clapping back there. It's like, amen. You don't have to tell me. Right? Right, so, but, but that has an a, 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 a effect, whether it's uh, intentional or not. You know, growing up as an only child is going to have an effect. You know, growing up a child where there's a big gap between ages. So at one age, you ain't have to consider nobody. Then this child comes along, you know, messing up your flow. You know, now we got we to gotta share. They got to go with you places. You know, like, are you serious? I ain't had nobody rolling with me for a long time, right? All these things we blow off, we have to shed to really embrace being a part of God's family, being a part of a covenant, and in relationships, right? See, see, a lot of times in relationships, people jump to sex. That's selfish. Because sex is, I want, I, I want to feel good. I don't care. I don't, listen, I don't want to get to know you. I don't want to go through you. Whatever you're dealing with your life, that's your business. I don't care about that. I just want to get to what's going to make me feel good. Right? But no one thinks about that. You want somebody to show how much they care, don't you? Okay, you're saying that after the fact, but did you think about that on the front end? Yeah, I think about that on the front end. Okay, just, just, just stay with me. Stay with me, y'all. So purpose... Uh, we want to unfold this purpose. We got to go deeper. And purpose is unfolding God's glory in you and on you. So purpose is unfolding God's glory in you and on you. Right? Let's go over to the next chapter, 1 Corinthians, uh, no, 2 Corinthians. Next book, I'm sorry. Next letter, really, officially. So 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3, and we're going to hit verse 18. Again, we're talking about finding purpose, and it should cost some of our attention. It shouldn't be something you can get in one session 
or in a 15-minute conversation. What's my purpose? How do I get to my purpose? Oh, all you got to do is go down, uh, go down Harwood, make a left on Mount Holly. You write in purpose. If it was that simple, everybody would be in purpose. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Right? You see what I'm saying? Purpose should cost something. Hey, 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 hey. Look at this. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to slip this in because uh, April we're having a relationship boot camp. A, a relationship should cost something. A good one? Yeah. Hey, hey. To, to be a part of a team and to win the championship, it should cost something. Right? It, sh- it, sh- it should cost something. And it does. If you ever won with people, you know, I've had the opportunity to win with people. It costs something. Personalities or, or somebody make a mistake. Man, you cost us. Man. Or, or, or you knew the person was not working hard because they was out late, late last night. You know, I, I was playing in this, uh, this three-on-three tournament. We was playing the championship game. And our center, don't get mad, but it's true. Our center, he, he didn't show up, the person that, uh, he didn't even have to show up fully. All he had to do was just, he could have been half of himself, and we'd have won. Like, I'm, I'm, like, like, like this is one of those good days for me. And, I was, and, and, and so, it was a, if, I, if I had two good moments, we'd have won. But I, I, I couldn't get nothing from him. He seemed like he, you know, he was a big guy. He could jump. He could shoot. He's, you know, solid. To be solid, to be solid, he could move on his feet. I ain't seen no movement. Looked like he, that's about as high as he was jumping. Y'all didn't even see me, did you? That's about as high as he was jumping. I was like, like, did he jump? Did you, did you jump? He looked like you might have jumped. And I was like, what's going on? And so I talked to him later after we lost. Man, my bad, man. Uh, you know, I was out last night, and, you know, or I had a couple beers or whatever. I said, well, you had your reward. So that's why we couldn't get the reward of the championship. But see, it would have cost something. He would have had to sacrifice the night before having his beers to experience something that he hadn't experienced. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like it costs something. That's a should is what I'm saying, okay? Well, we're trying to get this thing at our convenience. So 2 Corinthians 3, 18. It says, but we all with open face, if we could be uh, vulnerable and transparent, that would be good. Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, look, from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord would change from glory to glory, right? And so the purpose is unfolding God's glory in you and on you, right? Because you're fearfully and wonderfully made, not just fearfully with special attention, but God also took the time to afford you wonders or treasures or his glory. But you got to go deep to find it, right? And the interesting thing, you got to go deep in him, right? For, for it to actually come out of you. So this is the key. The deeper you go in the word, the more of God is revealed. The greater, the greater the revelation, the greater the revelation you have of God. The greater the revelation you have of yourself, the more you see, the more you are his image and his likeness. So in other words, the deeper I go in the word, the, the more of God is revealed. 
the greater the revelation I get, the more I, I, I see God. The more I see God, the more I see myself, right? Right, and, and so every time I go deeper in God, I get a greater revelation of him. So look at it this way. I get, a, I get a larger mirror, a clearer mirror. As I go deeper and deeper, if I go through all the mud, the things that's clouding me, because the Bible says you're looking through, now you see in part, right? Well, it says you're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. What it's saying, I'm looking in the mirror and it's like a dim reflection or an enigma. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, 12. We've talked about that before. So what it is, is I have all these obstructions in my mind, in my heart, the, 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 the world, the things that I've picked up from the world. You know, the conformities. And so as I go deeper in God, I can't carry that stuff in. You know how rockets, when they go to different levels, they shed certain things? Because at every level, the entire rocket can't go. So it, it, there's parts of it that, that, that gets dispersed. So as I go deeper in God, there's parts of, of, of me that I've picked up from the world that gets shed, gets flushed out. And as it gets flushed out, it makes way for me to see the mirror of the glory of God. The more I see of that mirror, the more I see a reflection of who I really am. I see the glory that's in me and on me. I see the fearfully and wonderfully made me. Now, what's the adversary's job? The adversary's job is to put so much of the world on me and I get so comfortable with the world, I can't see myself no more. So I settle for how I feel about myself or what they told me about myself, not what God has designed me to be. See, because that would cost more. So it's just, sometimes it's, just, it's easier. So that's why I don't, I, like, I don't get mad at people. Well, I just don't want to do this, that, and the other. Because that's, you know, they're operating out of weakness. Like, how can I get mad? Like, I don't go to the hospital and get mad at people that's in the hospital. Because they're, they're infirmed. So why would I get upset? What you doing in here, laying in here? What's wrong with you? They're infirmed. That's why I don't get mad when people come into church infirmed. With dis-ease, I don't get mad. Why would you get upset? Somebody's clouded talking crazy. Do you get mad about Aunt Susie that has dementia? You get mad with them? No. You, you try to see their heart, and hopefully you can, you can share things that's going to trigger for them to see reality. Well, that's what, that's what we do. So I don't get upset with people because there's a weakness to conform. That's not a strength. Anybody can conform. That doesn't cost you nothing. Conformity doesn't cost you nothing. All you do is feel like it. You don't have to go deeper to do that. You could just conform to what you want to do and how you feel. We good? All right, so do we honestly believe that filming will come through the mere price of casual comfort or skimmed reading or blurred focus? Do we honestly think Fulfillment will come through the mere price of casual effort, skimmed reading, and blurred focus. Because a lot of times we do, we skim, right? Like some of us have gone through school, somebody can bring that book up, you'd be like, I read that book. And then they start talking about it, be like, did I read that book? No, that was the time you read the cliff notes just to pass the test. Right? So we're skimming through. We're skimming through the Bible. You know, somebody shared something the other day. I was like, the Bible don't say that. 
Then somebody said, said to me, the Bible says that? Like, I, I never read that before. But not because they're evil. They were skimming. Yeah, because some things got hard or difficult to understand, and they just breezed over it and never went back. Every time they saw that chapter, they said, oh, I'm not going there. That, that, that chapter's hard. That, hey, that chapter has some golden nuggets in it. You just got to go deeper. In the midst of all the uh, uh, shim, begat, begat this and begat that, there's golden nuggets in there. But, but you got to go deeper. It's work. If your name was in the Bible, would you want somebody to read it? Yeah. You're skipping over names, though, right? <laughs> All right? Oh, that's not important. <laughs> suppose, suppose somebody skipped over your name. All right. Too much is given, much is required, right? To get it out. So all that's like this is, this is, so let's go back to Keith Bradley uh, when he was young. Thinking, I, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. Ain't nothing coming, right? But what it was is there was much given, so there was much required. I couldn't just find it just hanging around. I had to go deeper. But no, I didn't know that. And even if I knew it, I probably wouldn't have done it because I didn't want to go deeper. Because, you know, when you're young, like, like when I was young, I wanted to be a good basketball player just by getting up and going to the basketball court. That's it. Just keep going to the basketball court eventually, I'm going to be good. Then I, I, I stumbled into something. You know what it was called, LaBarber? Exercise. Training. And so what I started doing was, because people would pick with you, but I told you people pick with me all the time. So remember, I'm the guy that can't play. I'm the guy that's not getting picked. So if somebody saw me running, what are you running for? But they're attaching it to what? My, my lack of skill. <laughs> right? It's like, what you think, you going pro or something, man? Man, you need to take your butt in the house. So I had to get up early in the morning. That's when the early in the morning workout started, that I do to this day. Early in the morning, the workout. And I, and I ran into a guy. Uh, we brought, he came to church. He came to the last building. Um, he was out here for a while. I'm going to say his name, Mark Thompson. And so we were talking. You know, he was going through some stuff at the time. And we were talking. He said, man, uh, he said, I remember when I used to see you uh, at... Uh, it's called Unterman's Field. It's a, uh, where we played our football games. Uh, running the bleachers. And you had this, uh, this jacket on. It was, uh, it was beige, trimmed in red. It was, it was my weight jacket. It, it had the, the little metal bars that you had in it. I was like, you saw me? He said, you never know who's watching you. Now, I ran into him out here. I was doing this in high school. Sne- Call myself sneaking. <laughs> But he said, nah, I will go by the field and I will see you running all the time. Right? I, I started putting in work, but I saw something. I would go out on the court and things came out of me that I didn't know was in me. Like I would make moves that I never did before. And they were effortless. I was like, hold on a second. I think I got something here. And then some of the people that would discard me was like, uh, you know, so I started, you know, I started lifting and stuff like that. It's like, Keith Bradley, uh, we had a, a store called Food Town, right? <laughs> so, guy, people were cruel. Uh, Keith Bradley, I went to Food Town and bought him some arms. <laughs> you know, because I started lifting weights, right? <laughs> right? And then, then it was like, what you doing? Because I was, no, I wasn't doing nothing super spectacular, but I was doing something different. You know what it was called? Making shots. 
I was just making shots. You know how I made them? I just worked on it. Just worked on it. That's all I did. Nothing deep. I just went and made shots. So after a while, your brain, after you develop a habit, it just starts doing the habits. So really, my technique was terrible. But you know what I learned how to do? Make shots. I wasn't doing nothing deep. I was just going, oh, ball's supposed to go on the goal? I worked on putting the ball on the goal. Probably was doing it all the wrong ways. But the first thing I learned about anything, make shots. If you told me to throw a baseball to hit that tree, I'd throw the ball to hit the tree. I know there's a technique in doing it now. I, I, know, how to, I know how to throw it right now, but I ain't, all I knew was to throw it accurate. I was very accurate. Uh, football, run to the telephone pole. I just throw it to the telephone pole. And I watched TV where they just backed up and they would throw it in, you know, the spiral. You know, it had the music, dun, 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 dun NFL today, right? So, so I went out and I started throwing spirals. Now, I know how to throw a spiral technique-wise now, but I didn't know that. See, it all starts simple. What I need to do, I'm going to do that. Then I started to go deeper. See, see, I know how to do it, but you put some pressure on me, I would mess up. See, because it wasn't in my core. It was in my head. I see it, I can do it. But you pressure me, I'm going to crack. I'm not going to make no shot. I'm going to throw it wrong. I'm just going to mess up. So then someone taught me habits. Train your habit, your core, your default. And so what I started doing is the same thing over and over and over. So even under pressure, my body didn't know how to do anything different. It's like riding a bike. So, so some people get bored with habit. I manifest skills from habit. Then I start going out and I was doing the other special things. I was just working on dribbling the right way. I carried a basketball everywhere I went with no air in it. Just dribbled the basketball everywhere I went. Dribble, 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 dribble. Carried a jump rope everywhere I went. We could be talking, I'd be jumping rope. Now, when I look back now, people's like, why is this dude carrying this jump rope everywhere? But that's all I do. Just jump rope, jump rope, jump rope. Everywhere I went. Dribbling the basketball. Everywhere I went. We sit down waiting to play. Dribbling the basketball. No air. No air. Just carry. I started getting on the basketball court, and I started doing things with a ball that I never did before. But it just came out of me. You know why? Because of the habit. I'm still talking about manifesting the glory of God. Make this a habit. It's des- this word is designed to go in you and flush out God's glory. When you ignore the word, you're, you're suppressing glory. And when you start to suppress, suppress the glory, you get depressed. You get confused. Greatness depressed is the people they lose their minds. Because it's not designed to be stored. It's designed to be dispersed, right? So remember, our calling and purpose is not on the surface of our lives. We talked about this last week but found in the depths of God's design, right? And so God's done his part. Let's go to, let's go to Psalm 42. Psalm 42. Just give you chapter and verse. So you got two sides here. You have God who is glorious and embedded uh, or implanted or hid treasures in us. Sent us in the earth realm, but he wanted the treasures undetected. You know, I used to uh, study Greek mythology when I was in college. You know, the Trojan horse, you know. 
So he sent us in this earth realm undetected because he know the adversary what? Is after you. So he sent, he sent you in unassuming. Just like gold is inside an ore. It, you wouldn't even know it's there. Right? Right? Diamonds are hidden inside. Pearls are inside uh, clams, right? Right? So, so, so we hid these treasures inside of us. Got us in. Adversary ain't even looking at us because on the surface we look unassuming. You know, scripture says God chooses those vessels that are not really honored. But they're not because the world looks at you on the outside. They can't always see what's inside. So the adversary is an extreme level of that. He's not looking at the, at the inside, he's looking at the outside. So God put these treasures in you and he, he said, hey, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Meditate on the word day and night, do all that's written therein, right? Amen. He says, because what that's the interest of the word bring of light is understand to the simple. What that's going to do is now I got you in the earth realm, but I wanted to be on earth as it is in heaven. But I put some heaven inside of you. So as you start to go deeper in me, it starts to manifest in this earth realm, and that's how we take over, right? Does that make sense? All right, so, so you got our part, you got his part, and then you got our part, right? And 42, Psalm 42, right? I told you that, right? All right, verse 7. It says, deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water sprouts, and all thy waves and thy billows are going over, Right? All right, so deep calleth on the deep. So, so what that means is the deeper you go in him requires a deeper demand on you, right? Deep calleth on the deep. So he has these treasures hidden in your earthen vessels as deep. So God's done his part. He sends the depths or the deep calling, right? And, and, and so his glory goes out before us and, and in this earth realm, it saturates this earth realm and it places a demand on us, right? Now it's our turn because that, that, the depths of his glory is calling us to manifest the treasures within us, to fulfill purpose. So when we start to, we get uncomfortable because it's like, I don't know if I can do that. We talked about this in the Bible study fellowship. We got to get out of our heads. Like, it's not a, like, why are you processing anything? God designed you. Uh, the scripture says, be confident in this very thing that he has begun a good work will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus in Philippians 1.6. Philippians 2 says he'll work in you to willing to do his good pleasure. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above of all you can ask to think according to what? The power that worketh in you. He just needs us to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. When we present our vessels to that deep calling, now the gifts start stirring, get stirred up in us, and things start to resurrect to the surface, right? And we know this because it's going to take faith for us to actually use or believe what we're seeing is in us that we haven't seen manifested on the outside. But the scripture says faith comes resurrects by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more word I get, it starts to bring that light, interest of the word bring of light, gives understanding to the simple, and it starts to show me so clearly that I see that it's real. 
And, and once I see how real what's in me is, I go deeper in God because I have, I have the motivation. When I was talking about when I was working out, at first I'm working out by faith. I don't know if this stuff works. I've never seen it work. I'm not around anybody that's doing what I'm doing. No one's pulling me to the side and showing me, all you got to do is this. I'm out there running into stuff by faith. But once I start seeing stuff come out of me that never happened before, I'm like, oh, I think I got something here. I just need to put in, go deeper. And I started going deeper and I started getting better. I was a later better, but I could have, I, I, I didn't have people around me that was the right tutors and governors to show me how to get the treasures out. I figured all I could do was all I could ever be. I figured my limits was all that I ever was. I didn't know I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I didn't know God had some more deeper in me. Why do I have a desire to do that in the first place? Where did that come from? How come I'm not trying to be a surgeon? I was just, I was driving yesterday, uh, uh, coming from working out, and I was just reflecting on my life. No, I was driving this morning, coming from working out, and I was reflecting on my life, right? And, and I was thinking how, like, I do art. Like, I, you know, um, like, I do art. So this, of course, this is finding purpose. There's a maze under there, if you can see that. And there's a a compass in the background, and it's all these different numbers and figures that's supposed to manifest, you know, like in the matrix, right? Um, so there's a lot of layers there, you know. Uh, but when I, when I was in high school, without anybody talking to me, right, in my early years of high school, I kept saying, I want to be a graphic artist and a creative writer. Now, now, I was hooping. I played every sport. I played baseball. I played football. Actually, football was my favorite sport. You know, I loved football. Yeah, I loved running. I, I just like, you know, I just like, you know, just fooling people, you know. Run this way. We played out in the street. So you run this way. Everybody running, and they trying to hurt you. And you dip out the way, and they run into the car. It was worse with the bushes because then you scratch your face up, you know. And then people was trying to hurt me, you know. So, you, you know, you just stop on a dime or something. So, I love stuff like that, right? But guess what? Out of all that stuff, when I go to school, I want to be a graphic artist and a creative writer. And actually, I was recruited into a technical school, which would have been more suitable for me. I ended up going to a liberal arts school at a default, almost like, First school accept me, that's where I go. But every, like with my scores, everything, these schools was asking me to come. And I was thinking about it, I, I could have did what I wanted to do. Now, I do art, and she's finishing it up. We're just doing some behind the scenes stuff, but I'm finished the first book. I got about 15 of them waiting. But you got to break the matrix with the first one. I'm writing. And I was, I was, I've been watching her. I've been watching my wife. Because so you're up to chapter what? Nine. She's up to chapter nine. But the interesting thing is, the goal is read, if you see anything, glitches or whatever, this, that, and the other. Tell me what you think. So I read it. It's a pretty decent book, you know, glitches. That's not what I'm getting. Matter of fact, she's doing the forward. She's getting so much information for the forward. Like when I'm talking to her, I'm talking to her like it's somebody else's book. 
And I've seen her actually, she was talking to somebody, and she said, well, you know, I started making these changes. You know, just like uh, when I read my husband's book, it said this. So she's changing things that she does because she's reading that book. Like, like I'm going to let y'all read the four when she does it. But she was talking to me. I said, are you going to put that in there? <laughs> like, I was inspired. And it hasn't happened yet. But this is my whole point. That was in me. Look at all I had to go through to even write. People have been for years. I was with this guy from um, uh, Trinidad. Was he Trinidad? Uh, he's, he's a missionary. So I, took him, so I was an armor bearer. I took him to the airport. So we talking. And right before he get on a plane, he says, uh, you ever thought about right now what you say? I was like, no, why? He said, you need to write down what you said. Now, I'm smart enough to know he said it for a reason. But I have no idea why he said it. I'm like, I didn't really say nothing. To me. You understand that? To me. There's another man of God from Detroit. And spend the day with him. We come in the, the uh, church. He sees my wife. He says, how you doing? He says, my husband said he enjoyed himself with you. He said, yeah, I was walking with wisdom. So I'm like, okay, what did I say? Why would he make that comment? Then, throughout my life, people would say, when am I going to get the book? When are you going to get the book? I've been hearing this for a long time. We talked about breadcrumbs. We talked about finding purpose. It's been all over me. But at times, I wasn't paying attention. Because I was caught up, like, like, like the lowest level of our lives, I'm, I'm just going to be real with y'all, is sex. <laughs> like it's so low. And it's so, it's so temporary. It don't last that long. But people shape their entire lives. What did AJ call it? Uh, Z, uh, five seconds of pleasure? Is it? It was 15 seconds. It was seconds, whatever it was. Between five. We'll give him 15, but I think he said five. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is people shape, say, stop, y'all. People shape their whole lives for however long it is. If it's an hour. At the, and, and you know people lose sight of purpose for that? People destroy relationships with their family for that? They cause pain to children because they never really birthed children on purpose. Do you see all the things that are distracting us? People are spilling billions of dollars on changing how they look because that's more than who they are. That's more important than who they are. See, who you are, you ain't got to change. You just got to be it. You got to pull it up out of you. But to conform or to be accepted in certain spaces, you got to change who you are. You're, you're, you're fearfully and wonderfully made design. You got to take on them to smother you. Do you, you see how, how, how it plays out? And the whole time, you're distracted from going deeper. 
Because now each of these compromises have consequence or responsibilities. You know, when I was hanging out, there's a responsibility. I got to keep up. I got to be there. They're expecting things of me. I will get criticized if I don't conform in a certain way. I have to be accepted. But when I'm fulfilling purpose, all I got to be is me. You see the difference? And then I get so stuck in trying to, sometimes I please them and sometimes I don't. I got to actually soothe myself with the intoxications of the world to even be around these people. That's why I said, I was saying this the other week, like, like why do you have to be intoxicated to go out with the person you love? You're going to go blind to be with them. Okay, all right. Excuse me. I just, all sensitive, <laughs> right? So, so if we can go deep enough in our inner man past the vault of our fears, we'll tap into a well of glory that will spring out to flood us with an abundance of brilliance. I'm going to repeat that. If we can go deep enough in our inner man past the vault of our fears, we'll tap into a well of glory that will spring out to flood us with an abundance of brilliance. We got to get past our fears. We can't keep saying, man, I just, I just don't think I can do it. I'm just afraid. I, yeah. All right, uh, Pastor Mel says this what? Do it afraid. Get past the vault of your fears. See, see, we have this default, and that's that vault. It locks up every time you're getting close to breaking through. And then you find things to hide behind. Going deeper. Right? Son, we, we, you, you, ever, you ever find yourself finding stuff to do when you was just about to commit to another level? All of a sudden, all these things come up? It's not all of a sudden. It's in your default. See, we, we must not let these fears draw, draw, draw our focus away from our deep dive. Don't let our fears draw us away from our deep, deep dive. Don't let our fears draw us away from our deep dive. Right? So that's why I challenged you this year. Because those fears kept snapping you back, snapping you back. So I challenged you to go deeper. This is probably the deepest you've gone in any year. At the, <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's a whole other story. Who am I talking to? The person that thought I was talking to them. <laughs> Right? Hey, you two watching, sitting there watching, saying, man, he got me again. I, but I'm not getting you, the Lord getting you. Our brilliance or greatness is found in purpose. This brilliance is found in purpose. Anything less may feel good, but it won't be as fulfilling as greatness. Right? These little feel-good moments are so fleeting. You get tired. And, and, and some of the things that we're doing, and we put all this energy in, we probably would have let it go a long time ago, but we invested so much in it. Right? Because you can say, hey, man, it's, it's okay. That's all right. It's, it's okay. <laughs> right? See, when we're in purpose, we don't create the reality of greatness ourselves. But we uncover the inevitable. Listen, 
When we're in purpose, we don't create this ourselves. We're uncovering the inevitable, what we were designed to do. We're, we're uncovering the truth of who we are. The word truth means final reality. You know, the final reality of that acorn is it's an oak tree, right? Final reality of that caterpillar is a butterfly. So we're uncovering things. That, listen, the butterfly don't look nothing like a butterfly when it's a caterpillar. Matter of fact, you, you, you wouldn't even connect the two. And if we're growing up as caterpillars, we're getting dogged out as caterpillars because the only way we're going to get shine and endorsement is becoming butterflies. You want to get props for being a sweet caterpillar? Really? Best caterpillar on the block. Big caterpillar on campus. <laughs> right? As opposed to evolving in our design. Caterpillars see limited uh, space. Butterflies can see the world. Because they can fly to better destinations. Right? It's time for us to get our wings. Let's go to Proverbs 25.2. Proverbs 25.2. And, and I've been slow walking purpose because it is the question that we have. And as we uh, taking the time to serve, you know, some people arrest us and they, they make us serve them at times. So as we've been taking the time to serve our dear sister Venetia, you know, uh, one of the things that's come out, I heard Ty talking to her, uh, one of the things that's come out is, you know, embrace what you can in the moment and it'll all make sense as you keep going. So, so we say that around here, what? Take the next best step from there. You know, we're not going to get it all in one day. All right, so look, Proverbs 25, verse 2. It says, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. So I didn't make that up, okay? It says, but the honor of kings to search out a matter. So God's glory has concealed this purpose on us and protected it. But it's our honor to go out and go deeper and search out what God has been concealing all this time within us. See, again, he's done his part. He's sent the glory out. The glory is placing the demand on the purpose that's within us. So the answer to what and where is my purpose is that it's inside the glory of God. Okay. So he said something spiritual. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't. I walked you up to this point. You go back and look at the video, you'll see everything was walked up to this point. Even the little stories, you know, my little embarrassments, right? Purpose is found in glory. So to find purpose, I have to what? Right. I have to discover it. But I have to discover it in what? In God, right? So look, 1 Corinthians 10.31. What does that say? All things you do. That, that's yours. That's yours, right? We can go there. We can go there. First Corinthians 10. So if it costs for purpose, are we going to pay the cost to walk through this, this teaching, take our time, and get what we've been, what's been eluding us most of our lives? All right, so look. 
Verse 31, it says, whether therefore you eat or drink, whatsoever you do, do all to what? The glory of God. And then I'm going to read, because uh, my wife likes Colossians, so. so we can go to Colossians. Colossians 3, I'm sorry. Colossians 3, and we're going to read 17, and then we're going to read 23. Colossians three seventeen it says, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Drop down to verse 23. It says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. And so, so, so connecting these scriptures with doing everything to the glory of God and finding purpose in the glory of God. But see, if I'm locked into giving my life to God's glory, now I have to go deeper into God to do that. As I go deeper into God, I actually discover what I'm purposed to do. You know, I'm looking for it over here. I'm looking for it over there. I'm looking for it over there. But it's right in the glory of God. So you're not going to get around uh, that, Right? So, so purpose is found inside of glory. Abundance is, is, is its cover and it's hidden in greatness, right? Purpose is found in God's glory. Abundance is covering it and it's hidden in his grace. You know how sometimes we avoid abundance because we don't want the responsibility. We don't want to be seen. Uh, we say we don't need it. It's not about what we need. It's about what the people God's going to use us to impact need. And so you don't even have to keep assessing whether you need it or not. Purpose is about others. Purpose is about hundreds of millions of other people. We keep talking about what's going on in this world and why is it happening, but a lot of us are sitting behind the scenes, you know, doing the little Moses, trying to take care of one person at a time when we're supposed to be on much larger platforms to impact this world, Right? But we're, we're thinking small because we can control that. We don't want to think abundance because we can't control it. It's not designed for us to control. It's designed for us to give back to the glory of God. That's why the scripture says for us to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. See, God created a purpose so awesome, it takes a life to see it all. You got to give, you present yourself as a living sacrifice. So as much as some of us are more spiritual than we were before, we know we're more scripture than we were before, but have we given ourselves wholly over to God totally? Have we let go of those controls, right? We still have our own filters. See, when that scripture talks about uh, you must be born again, it says being born of the water and born of the spirit, it's talking about submerging yourself, going deeper. See, see to be submerged, you can't see me no more. If, you, if, if I can still be seen, I'm not submerged. So when we do baptism, oh, you're going under the water. Just, just if you're about to do baptism soon, just let you know. You will be under that water. It, hey, we ain't sprink, sprinkling no water on you. That's not submergence. That's not even baptism. The word baptism means to, to be submerged, right? Buried. So, so, so we talk about being buried with Christ and risen with him, but are we buried? See, to, to, to be buried, I got to give all of myself. I got to go so deep, you don't see me. But some of us, we still see you. 
We, I mean, we hear your scriptures. We appreciate it. We hear your intellect and your wisdom. We appreciate it. But we would like to hear none of you and all of him. I must decrease so he can increase. Right? Submerge ourselves. See, we're, we're bringing now God's way of doing things with our philosophies. So remember we talked about this. In, uh, they, I heard them. I don't know what. They was on page 100. I know that, right? So I, was, I, don't, I don't know what lesson they was on, but they were discipleship personality, right? Next door. And so we know discipleship personality is number one. You got the natural person, right? The natural person uh, is, is closed to God, but open to what? Satan and the flesh, according to the diagram, right? Then you have the worldly Christian. The worldly Christian is what? Open to God, but still has an opening to the flesh and Satan, right? And that's kind of how sometimes we are. We are, we're talking all the God stuff. And listen, some people, some of these people can articulate. We got some great orators, good speakers, uh, great at crystallization, uh, great insight. But they're bringing their philosophy along with it. Where did that come from? The world. And so, so that means they haven't gone deep because deep is the flesh is crucified. You don't even see it no more. Right? Open to God, but crucify the flesh. Buried. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But it's not I that lives, but it's Christ that lives through me. Right? You understand what I'm saying? We're not, we're, we haven't buried ourselves, right? So that's what, when you hear going deeper, you know, I'm going to read a couple extra scriptures. No, 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 right? Keep going. Keep, it, it, let it cost you you, right? The Bible says, so no flesh could glory in his presence. This was after he said why he chose the people that he secretly put in this earth realm, hid treasures in them, but if you look at them on the outside, they're, they're the lower person. They're not, they don't seem like they're as wise as everybody else or have the same level of intellect or they don't look like they're going to be powerful. God says, in 1 Corinthians, he says, God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He says, I chose the lowly. I chose the people that people neglected. He says, so, he said, I did it this way. So no flesh could glory in my presence. Right? I did it this way so the only way glory could happen is you got to be buried in me. You got to be submerged. That's 1 Corinthians 1.29, right? So, 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 so I'm going I'm to close with this, even though I got a whole lot more here, but I'll close with this. Like, some of us are overstaying our welcome in the settle for life. Right? Like we're spending too much time in the settle for. I mean, I, we, God says, I get it. I get it. You're in this world. You, you know, hey, you've you gone through stuff. The way you protect yourself is, oh, good, I'll just, I'll, I'll just settle for that. You know, I... I took a shot when I was young, and it didn't pay off. It hurt. I got played. I got abused. I got taken advantage of. All right, so, I, so I'm good. I'm just going to settle for this. So I'm going to go from one extreme to the other. Like, we spent too much time there. And we think we got time there. 
See, see, again, just like that baby can't stay in that womb too long, the mother and the child could die, we stand and settle for it too long. It's time for us to be birthed. You know, we talked about this in another message. We got to get off of birth control. We got to allow God to birth some things in us. Like, we're, we're hovering around, like, okay, transparently. Let's say this. Those that are in relationships that are not married, okay, that you don't even bring the person to church. I'm not talking about honorable mention church. I'm talking about you guys are growing together. All right. Okay. Well, let's say you're not doing that. Just, let, let's just say. Let's say. I know you'll be thinking about this on driving home. But let's say that's not the person. Okay. Let's just. Help, stop, stop, stop. Get out your head. Just stay with me. Don't, don't leave. Stay here. Let's just say if, if it's not. I'm, did I say it wasn't the person still? I said, let's say if it's not, right? Should I talk to a married person? Because, you know, I, do, I could talk to them right now because some of y'all are a little sensitive. But let's say it's not the person, okay? You watching out there? Don't, no, don't go to the bathroom now. Come stay, stay, stay. Well, no, 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 you can eat that later. You're in the house. You can eat it later. All right? So let's say it's not the person. How can the actual person find you? You cover with them. You, you may even tell yourself, well, ain't nobody else calling. Because you smell like them. And the person you're designed to be with is, is designed to pick up one scent. And that's the glory of God's scent on you who are deep, going deep in God for purpose. That's it. Now, the interesting thing is, you could be with the wrong person and they'll settle for you settling for. You know why? Because it doesn't challenge them to stop settling for. They don't have to go beyond where they're at. What's your bot? Why about a... Why buy the cow if the milk is free? You know, so they're freely getting the attention, right? And the access to greatness without paying any price of greatness. Do you understand how that's, where that's wrong? You want to be around somebody that's not going to place a demand on you to be great. And the reason why, and, and they're hoping that you don't try to be great to place a man on them to be great? As a female, you're going to be around somebody that's not going to cover you in greatness? They catching up to you? What are we doing? Like, like uh, stop, I ain't say no names. I just, I, we got to think this thing through because we're wasting a lot of time here. When we could use all that energy to go deep, and deep calleth under deep. Deep in God attracts deep in God. I'm telling you. I started going deep in God. That's how, that's how I met her at church, praying at the altar. We just, listen, we didn't make it up. I'm telling you, a boat went through my arm. I was like, what in the world is that? Everybody won't have that story. But my, my point is, I went deep. I can tell you that, that is not a lie. Right, so, so I'm saying every little thing, every, listen, I started going deep into God and ran into pastoring. 
I was pursuing professional basketball. So pastor is looking for me. He ain't here. You sure? I ain't see him. He ain't here. Some hooper here. He ain't all that. He ain't great. All right. Pretty decent kid, but you can't be, according to this, that's not the guy. Because I wasn't going deeper in God. I was skimming through the scriptures. I was cloudy, reading cloudy. Because I was compromising. I was dipping and dabbing. And then I was going, well, you know, based on what I see, uh, uh, excuse me, Pastor Mel, uh, I don't see what you're talking about, and I don't, I don't agree with that. Now, I ain't going to tell you I was a little clouded, too, and, but that's, can't be that clouded. This seems plain to me. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, this is not, we ain't playing here. Go deeper. Like, really, you can actually excuse if you want to just go out here and wild out. Go deeper. Pastor Dent said this. I'm going to end with this. Pastor, he wasn't Pastor Dent at the time. He wasn't even Minister Dent at the time. So he says uh, he's just trying to live for God. And he's getting frustrated like the most of us. And he said, you know what, God, I'm going to church today. If nothing happens that I know it was you, he says, I'm going to leave church. Get me a 40. Get me some weed. I'm done with church. I'm done with God. I'm done with everything. Now, he has this conversation. So he comes to church. Uh, the pastor does an altar call. Pastor does something that he, do, he, he wouldn't normally do. He had the ministers come up and pray. So he has us come up, line up. I'm a minister at the time. I stand in line. And for whatever reason, Nathan Dent comes and, and stands. But I learned something as I was growing. Lay hands on no man suddenly. Don't just be praying. Like, I don't, I, like especially since I, like, I didn't minister to service. So, you know, my anointing wasn't charged up or nothing. I'm just minding my business. Ain't going to call me up and ask me to pray. And I know this prayer, this person, whatever they're believing for, they're believing for something. So I'm like, okay, Lord. So I was going to, I felt like I was supposed to lay hands, but then I paused. I was like, okay, Lord, what are we doing here? And the Lord said, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to ball your fists up like a defibrillator. And I want you to hit him in his chest like you're trying to bring him back to life. And so the Lord didn't tell me to do this. I did it because of what the Lord told me to do. I said, listen, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to ball my fist and I'm going to hit you like I'm trying to bring you back to life. And I, I don't remember what else I said. He could tell the story next time he's here. He'll be here in April. All right. So I did that. Went about my business. Life goes on. Later on, uh, 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 he grew to be, be on our training track. He was a deacon, then became a minister, so on and so forth. We're leaving the day before Pastor Mel came out here because she came out here by herself first. We had a dinner at our house, and that, his family was there. He said, I didn't tell nobody this. And this, I, this was like five years later. He said, I've never told nobody this. And, and he says, uh, uh, Minister Bradley, I didn't tell you this either. He says, but I came to church one day. I just told you a story, and he said what he said. And he says, you came up to me and you took your fist and you hit me like a defibrillator. He says, when I hit that floor, he said, something jolted me like never before. Like, but I needed to know it was God. And I knew that was God. He said more than that, you know. Um, and 
Well, he's pastored it now, <laughs> you know. Uh, his whole life changed, right? What I'm, what I'm saying is, even that day, he said, okay, I can't stay here, but I don't know where I'm going. But I'm going to call you out on this, God. Like, I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm going with this expectation, right? Otherwise, I'm turning completely around. He never turned around. Actually, life is at a whole nother level. No, they'll be out here to teach at our uh, relationship boot camp. All right? So, so what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to tell you is it's what you want, but it costs something. You don't get purpose at your convenience. It's just not going to happen. And you can't play with what's convenience and what's cost. We can't, we got to stop lying to ourselves. Like we know when we're paying and we know when we're not. But then our, our, some, of our, our, some of us, our life, our whole life has been, well, I really was paying, kind of playing. Well, well, I don't understand. Why is that not playing? That's, that's playing. You know what cost is? You feel cost, don't you? You feel cost. When you're compromising, you feel that. Like you do. You may try to deny it, but you know the difference. But then we come to... Uh, we show up in purpose line. See how many people ahead of me? There's about 20. <laughs> Woo. Woo. <laughs> ah, boy, I've been waiting for this for a long time, man. Woo. Woo. Can't wait. <laughs> Getting closer and closer, about 17 away. And we keep stepping up. We're in line as actually when we get up there, we get in purpose. And we know good and well we ain't did what we supposed to do. And then we get there, we get up to the head of the line. <laughs> so you're here for what? Ah, ah. Purpose. Uh, did you pay the cost? Have you gone deeper? Have you been submerged? I mean, submerge, plurge, what's the difference? Well, the difference is what you didn't know is if you would have went deep into, submerge yourself in the glory of God, everybody that just passed and got purpose, they look like the glory. You walking up here dark. Who are you calling dark? See, remember I did the example with the little bit of dirt you put in the water? The whole water was dirty. So, 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 let's not play, y'all. Let's, let's, God's talking about supernatural restoration. And do you see how the purpose teaching ties in? Don't, don't beat yourself up. Get yourself up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This ain't, this, this ain't the level of beating up. This ain't the level of, oh, my God, I can't believe. Ain't nobody got time for that. This is the get up level. You seen the people run the race and they fall down and the race ain't over yet? And they still down? What do you be yelling? Get up, man. Get up. 
Guess what? This is what the Holy Spirit, the angels, everybody, Jesus, get up, man, get up. Woman, get up, right? If your child falls in the middle of the street, you're going to be like, you're going to be okay, baby. That's what you're going to say? They fell in the middle of the street. So there's a chance what? A car is coming, right? What you going to say? Get up. This is what God is saying. Get up. Man, we'll figure out what you could have, would have, could have did this, that, or later. Get up. And then when you get up, let's, get, let's, let's go deep. Yeah, but I just want to know. That. Go deep. Why is it, go deep. Go deep as you can go. And when you get there, I'll show you how to go deeper from there. Yeah, but suppose I make it go deep. You sitting there talking, you could, you could use that energy to go deeper. You running, you could have used all that energy running, because you running kind of fast there, right, to go deeper. You manipulating. You could have used all. Did you know the manipulating is like playing chess? Do you know what it takes to manipulate? I mean, to come up with that strategy. You know the movie Confidence? You know the layers that they did to get the person to pick number 55? Like they had 55 on the chandeliers, on tie pins, on handkerchiefs. Everywhere the person went, 55, 55, 55. So when a person made a choice, it was already in their head, 55. Right? They manipulated the person to make a choice. Do you understand what it takes for you to manipulate somebody to do what you want? Do you know what it takes to come to a church to manipulate to get into a position? And then all the energy it takes for you to hide that you don't know what the heck you're doing? Do you know what that takes? Guess what? All the energy that it takes to go deeper, that's what it takes. So what you going to use it for? See, that's the thing is, you have it. What are you using it for? So whatever effort you make from today forward, the, 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 invest, the return you get is on the investment you'll make. You reap what you sow. God is not mocked. Whatsoever you sow, that you shall reap. And stop with the excuses. Excuses are the tools of the, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it's a good point, <laughs> but I won't say it, <laughs> right? Like, 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 and that's, and that's not me putting you down. I can't make excuses. Then I told my wife, I said, so, so, I, it is a stage, James, you'll agree, to finish the book, right? That's a stage. But it ain't over, it ain't published, is it? And so, so, I, you know, I got to do some website stuff like that. So, things I can do, you know. But my default sometimes is doing this church stuff and extra church stuff and double extra church stuff, right? And triple extra church stuff. You know, like, like I'm, I'm, kind, I'm, I'm out of head, like, I'm, I'm way out of head on stuff. Like, that's what I got. I already know what we, we talking about in June. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm that out of head. But I could have used some of that energy, what? To get it done. So the last couple of days, not today, thank God today, today was something else. You know, today was what I told y'all about going deeper. But the last couple of days, so I got on one day, he's like, okay, now we got to get with it today. We got to get on doing the background stuff for the book. All right, Lord, I got it. Got into doing church stuff. Next morning, it was real simple. I'm reemphasizing. 
what I told you yesterday. And, and Lord knew I could relate to that because that's my philosophy as a leader. Sometimes you have to reemphasize. So what did I say to you before? I'm saying it again. So the Lord like hit me with my own stuff. <laughs> well, it's his stuff. You know what I'm saying? He's like, what I told you. It was like a one-liner that morning. Like, you know, because I, I get on my face, you know, and worship. And then, you know, I try to listen to God and I write in my journal before I even get on the prayer line or, or the uh, uh, Bible study fellowship. And so I'm like, really? Like, but it was like, I have no excuse. I'm not by myself. So as I'm preaching this message, but I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for this too. There's things that we are doing and have to do, like even the health stuff I do. I'm not, I don't like doing this stuff. Man, uh, what's the thing? Colonic? Like I had three. Within, a, within what? Three months? Two months? It wasn't that long. Man, ain't nobody trying to do no colonic. If you really know what it is, I know. Are you going to talk about colonics at church? <laughs> Listen, I, I, there's a lot of stuff we need to be talking about at church that we don't. All right, so I won't get specific at what it is because that would be kind of gross. But what I'm saying, all these different things, uh, skin care, facial, whatever. Like, I, you think, Terrence, come on, Terrence. You're an athlete. You're a guy. <laughs> like, like. We don't be, these, this, these are not in our, like, list of things to do. There's other acquisitions and building, you know what I'm saying? Like, like lifting something. Like, but ain't nobody thinking about all that other stuff. But guess what? You got to do that stuff. You're, 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 so I got to do it too. Y'all know I got to read, right? Not just to teach you. I got to have a relationship. With, I got to be on my face too. Do you understand? Like, I'm required too for what I got to do. And God said, he t- same thing to me. That's nice that you're, this, this little settle for thing is cute at a certain level, but brother, please. I shouldn't say this because I know how y'all get, but I'm going to say it because I have to be obedient too. God's like, settling for this salary thing? Are you serious right now? That was nice at a certain level, but you way, the church is way beyond that level. What are you doing? So this is what I need you to do. He's telling, he's like, there's things I got to do. Y'all still think I'm talking about me? We have to do some things. Amen. Ain't that right, Lou? Yeah. <laughs> Stand your feet. Stand. 